Um, now, I, I pulled up Brian Ross, apparently. Uh, this, this guest that we have coming up, Matt Federoff, uh, I thought was a Vail uh, school board member. But apparently, he's just, I guess, involved somehow with the Vail school district. Anyway, we talked about a couple days ago the idea of Vail. Uh, they want to keep their teachers, but their teachers can't afford to live there. So the school district owns land, and they want to build tiny houses. Like, you see those crazy things on HGTV? Living like a 180-square-foot house? Yeah, okay. Uh, they want to build those for the teachers. And I'm thinking, is that really the job of the school district? I mean, shouldn't shouldn't there be private capitalism going on? Free market. Hmm, let's build an apartment complex, that kind of stuff. Anyway, Matt Federoff, who's involved, he's on a, a board, I believe, with the Vail School District, joins me now to talk about this. Matt, thanks for the time this morning. How you doing? Oh, good morning, Garrett. First off, what a thrill. I have My wife and I have listened to KNSB for, geez, about 20 years now. I, I remember Rush in the morning and G. Gordon Liddy in the afternoon. Oh. You can believe that. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, well, my wife says hi and, and thank you. Um, of course. So I, I'm in charge of IT for the district. Oh, but, okay. I, okay. I, I saw the, the email and I wasn't sure. I saw the email address. So I, my apologies, not part of the school board, but you actually work for the Vail School District. Yeah, although I had several board members give me grief or, or call me their sixth member, so I already caught my, my share of attention for it. Thank you. Oh, we're up to um, nine listeners then. That's awesome. <laughs> that's it. At least two. Yeah, two yeah, they are listeners. So that, that's good. Um, what attracted me to this project was I was a classroom teacher for many years, and my first job was down in Nogales, and there were no places to live in Nogales, so I had to live in Patagonia. So beyond having to drive 40 miles of mountain roads every day, um, I went home to a community that I didn't work in, and I worked in a community I didn't live in, and it was incredibly isolating. I didn't know my neighbors. They didn't know me. Um, and that's just really tough. So we get kids who are 22, 23 years old. They come out from the East Coast, or they come out from California, and they work for us, and they're fabulous teachers. But they live either really far away or they live in really crappy apartments that where you don't feel safe, where you wouldn't want to live anyways. And it's true, 435-square-mile district, we have no apartments in our district at all. And that's what attracted me to this was a place, especially to help our young teachers have a place to live and to get started and to get some traction in life. Listen, I'm I'm torn because I admire you guys for having, a, you know, what I'm told is a, a very good school district. I think, you know, the superintendent does some weird things sometimes. But, you, you know, you apparently people move there just for the school district because you get a great education. And I think part of that is is also the parents demanding the kids do work. It's not just all the teachers. The parents have to be involved as oh, well. Yeah. But so, so I admire you guys for doing what you can to try to keep good teachers because it's hard to find good teachers. At the same time, I'm thinking, why don't you guys get together with the council, get some zoning, do something, uh, get some developers and say, build an apartment complex ASAP so we can have teachers uh, afford to be able to live here, you know, young kids. Because listen, it's not just teachers, man. Again, I started on radio making twenty-seven grand in Waco, <laughs> Texas. You know, I had to live in a five hundred square foot apartment. I didn't know my neighbors, but I had to go do it. And I sacrificed. That's part of the gig of growing up, right? That is. That is first off, you know, you mentioned uh, the other day you've only been out to Vail once. Let me invite you to come out again. Uh, first off, this is Martha McSally's district. She lives in the district. I mean, you've got lots of kindred spirits. Well, that way, whoa, that, that's, that, 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 whoa, whoa, that, that's not going to make me want to go down there. Oh, well, just the voters, <laughs> lots of KNST listeners, lots of folks down here. We have the best public school district in Arizona. We say that. We mean that. We have the evidence to back it up. Uh, you know, people don't know we've got, we're the third largest school district in Pima County. We've got 13,500 students. 
And what our, what our parents demand, what they readily expect, is that we put a high-quality teacher in front of every student every day. And we have, we have to do what we can. And you're right, on some level, you know, is this our job? We would be thrilled if developers would consider that. Uh, developers are down here. They, they'd like to build houses, you know, single-family houses. That's what we have mostly of. And one of the reasons why we could kind of move in this direction is that zoning laws actually prevent developers from, let's say, starting a tiny house community. Uh, you really can't do it, whereas on land that we own, we're pretty free to do what we want. Okay, okay, I, so, I got you, but hang on. Before we get into the cost and stuff, Matt, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm just curious again. So you're telling me that nobody has tried. I mean, isn't there demand? Is I'm assuming there's sufficient demand uh, for apartments to be built down there. So, you know, has that even been approached? Has anybody from the school board or the administration tried to make that happen so they can accommodate their employees? We are always in conversations with developers. Uh, there are numerous rentals in the area, but they're rental houses. Uh, it's kind of tricky to have two or three people go in on a house. Uh, so there's a demand. I think developers have seen, and they have evidence to back up their, their, what they like to do, which is build houses um, and, and do that. Um, I, I'm not sure why that's never happened on that case, but we're constantly having conversations with developers to provide for the needs of our community. And you're right, not just our teachers. We have a lot of service workers and other folks who I'm sure would have that need. Until they do, we're trying to do what we can. So what would it cost? And, and uh, by the way, Matt Federoff is uh, an employee of the Vail School District, and he's involved in this process of building a tiny community, tiny home community uh, on school land, and he's on KNST AM790. Um, what would it cost taxpayers? I mean, are you guys going to foot the bill, going to pay for everything to be built, that kind of stuff? No, in truth, what we've done right now is we already own the land. We had it already. Uh, it's not land that's suitable for a school based upon its size and where it's located at. Um, so we laid in all the infrastructure, a very minimal cost as far as, you know, plumbing, electrical, and things like that. And what we actually hope to do is invite investors to come in and invest in tiny homes that we would, in a sense, act as the intermediary to, to provide renters to for these investors. And we, we think there's a real business case for that because we can provide really high-quality renters who, because they're our employees, have already been fingerprinted and background checked and have steady jobs, and we can do, like, payroll deduction for rent. So we think we can provide really high-quality renters, frankly. So someone who was thinking about getting into the rental market, this would be a very easy, low barrier of entry as opposed to trying to invest in rental property and have a property management company and go through all those hassles. For, let's say, $50,000, you can come in and provide one of these tiny houses and, and help a legitimate need, keep a high-quality teacher in the district, but also then have a means of, of getting into rental properties. And we just want to facilitate that. That's our real goal. If we can bring private investment in and just be a good partner, that's what we'd like to do. That's what our, our real goal would be if we can. So that's the thing. You'd love to get people to come in and pay for the, I'm assuming, tell me if I'm wrong, pay for the actual, you know, they, they could be 20 grand a pop, 30 grand a pop, I don't know, 50 grand a pop for those tiny homes to be on the property. That's what you guys, so you guys don't want to pay for that. You want someone to come in and pay for it. Yeah, we really, again, you're right. That's not our line of work. Our, our work is to help the parents of our district educate their children, and that's what we're here for. However we can facilitate that, I mean, good government is responsive government. And so if we have a few levers we can pull to facilitate this, we're going to do that. That's who we are as a district. Um, I, I had parents, uh, one parent at least, in particular, call up and say, you know, why do they want to get involved? They were worried about the cost. They said, why are they going to get involved and spend money on plumbing, on infrastructure, on that kind of stuff, possibly tiny houses, when you guys in Vail are cutting programs, cutting music programs, that kind of stuff? Um, that's not really a, well, first off, you know, without going too far in the weeds, 
you know, like all public entities, we have different pots of money we can do different things with. And so we had, you know, we have funds of which we can do this sort of work, which for us is a very minimal cost to provide the infrastructure. We have employees that can do that. We can do that with a minimal amount of investment. And then, again, invite private investors in. And in reality, you know, over the, over the past 15 years, Vail has been either number one or number two in Pima County in putting the maximum amount of dollars in the classroom and the minimum amount of dollars in administrative overhead. We squeeze a nickel out of every dime to do the best we possibly can, and it shows in our test scores and how our parents feel about the district and the fact that we are the fastest-growing school district in Pima County. We work really hard to do right by our community, and this is just another way of doing it. We want the best quality teachers we can get. So is it legal for you to only rent these to teachers or school employees? What if there is somebody that works in a restaurant down there in Vail and says, you know what, I want to rent one of those. Could you dis- Would it be discrimination if you said no? No, I actually have no idea. Uh, I'm not a lawyer. My sister's a lawyer. Uh, I don't know. I think the mechanism is such that I, and primarily we're trying to, to solve two problems at once. It that way, um, since it is our land and, and whatnot, I, I, again, I, you'd have to ask legal folks on that. Sure. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I'd give you a, a, yeah, don't know. Okay. I mean, that's just something, I mean, you, you know, it, you, you, that's part of the whole housing yeah. laws. You know, you can't say yeah. no to someone based on whatever characteristics are involved. So, again, yeah. the, the amount of money this would cost taxpayers, Vail School District would be responsible for uh, setting up the, the infrastructure for the plumbing, the water, that, that kind of stuff? Yeah, and in fact, most of that's already been done by now, truthfully. Uh, we already own the land. A lot of the infrastructure was already in place. Uh, we realized we couldn't use it for anything else based upon where it is and whatnot. So, so, so what, what would be then, so then what would be the actual, what would be the actual cost? I mean, what, what would you pay for? Well, we, well, we have to pay to, you know, we have to pay the cost for utilities and whatnot, although those costs have been passed along to the renters themselves. Uh, you know, at this point, there's actually very little capital investment that's required to get this off the ground. Uh, that's why we're really hopeful that we can make a, a real business case to investors, uh, working with people like the Vail Chamber of Commerce and others, to say, why don't you come in and join the party? Because it's a real low cost of entry, a real low barrier to, to jumping in, and we think a real high-quality experience for someone who'd like to try getting into rental properties, frankly. Did, did you price out how much these little homes would cost? A really high-quality little home that is about 300 square feet and really looks nice. I mean, it's not a shack. It's not anything else. It's certainly much better than an apartment you can get uh, in, in neighboring areas. Is about $50,000. Okay, see. And how many of those would you like to have on your property? Oh, I wish I could show you the layout that we've come up with. Our, our ultimate scenario is to have about, about 24 of these in groups of four scattered around an area of about half an acre with some landscaping and walks and things and whatnot. Uh, again, we want to honor our teachers. We want them to be thrilled to go home every night. And frankly, too, if you work at two of our schools nearby, you could walk to and from to work. There's a supermarket within walking distance. There's all sorts of amenities. We'd actually like to create a community. That, that's what, what excites me is the idea that our young teachers might live near other young teachers who know what they do and have the same calendar and have the same experiences. So they're not totally alone. Now, a lot of our kids are. And again, you're here listening to Matt Federoff. He is part of, uh, he's an employee with the Vail School District, and they're trying to figure out how they can keep good teachers there and uh, without having to pay them a lot because I guess there's, you know, it's Arizona, it's not that much money to pay the teachers, and it's expensive to live in Vail. He's on KNST AIM 790. Uh, how many teachers have actually said, I would do this? I would, I would rent it. If we could get 10 now, we could fill them up immediately. Well, did you guys, uh, did you guys do, like, I got an email from a teacher right now. Did you guys take a survey? 
about having yep, before. Did. So, so there are uh, there are people that teachers, employees that have said, "I'm in if you do it." Oh yeah, no. In fact, our committee we have about half a dozen uh, young teachers who would say they would move tomorrow if they could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're saying, they've said things like, oh, "I'm ready to break my lease. Just tell me when." Hmm. Now, uh, what about the zoning of it? And again, I don't know if we went over this. If I missed it, I apologize. Is you know, would you have to get this land that you have, this random land, zoned to actually put, I guess, housing on it? That's the beauty of what we're trying to do. Uh, if you were a regular developer in Tucson or Pima County, you couldn't do this because the zoning laws don't permit it. On land that we own, we're exempt from a lot of that, so we're pretty much free to do what we want. So we think the first tiny house community in, in Pima County might actually be in the Dale School District on this piece of property. That would be pretty neat. Uh, any chance that teachers can be paid more, or there's just not enough funds for that based on You'd have the to state ask funding. the legislature that question. Okay, based on yeah. that. Yeah, the guys in Phoenix yeah, are in charge of that. So you have you have a half dozen teachers. So you, would you want to start out with six? I mean, is the plan to do 24 at once, to do six at once, ten at once? What's the plan? We're hoping to start with four. Okay. Get those, oh, yeah. attract those in, see how that feels, you know, work through all the legal questions like you brought up. You know, lawyers rule the world. Uh, you know, if that feels good, then expand out four at a time. Uh, we think that once we show a good, solid business case, we'll get some more attention to that. You know, if nothing else, anything else could care, we're hoping at least that some, some of your listeners who are real estate developers and whatnot might realize there's a legitimate need down in our area for that, that they can both make some money and also do some good, frankly. This is not just our teachers. We have service workers. We have our support staff. We have a lot of folks down here in Vail that aren't ready to buy a house, but would sure like a place to live in the community they work in. That's why I'm just shocked that there's no apartment complexes. I mean, it's not a small, it's not a large community, but it's not a small community. No, no, I, I don't understand it either, cheaply. Um, so what's the time frame on this? Oh, boy, we'd go yesterday if we could. Uh, we've been working on this for about nine months. Uh, we've talked to folks, done a lot of research and whatnot. Uh, we would be thrilled if we could have something in place for the start of the next school year next July. Wow. Uh, and you think that there'd be, a, I mean, if you have 24 of these when it's all said and done, there's enough demand to keep them full? You'll have enough teachers and stuff like that? We have nearly 2,000 staff at this point. Uh, and, you know, there, we pick up 400 kids a year. Uh, it's just growing like crazy. We have three schools on the drawing board right now. So there are no shortage of employees who, whether they're young or they're at just a different point in life, uh, would be ready to jump into these if they existed. Again, so the goal is, uh, and last, that you guys don't want to really spend any money. You're looking for other people to invest in this. That would be our, our, our true desire, is that, again, we tie up as little taxpayer resources as possible. We invite private investors in, and we fix two problems at once. Would it not make more sense, though? I mean, okay, because we're getting calls from teachers out in Vail that are listening right now, and they're talking to Ryan, and they're saying, we'd rather have money than have the, the school district pay for tiny houses. Um, and if people really can't, I mean, 24 of these versus thousands of employees that maybe would need them, I mean, would, would the energy be better spent by you guys in the Vail School District for literally trying to get people and convince them to come down and build a, you know, a big apartment complex versus investing in 24 tiny houses? We work, ultimately, the legislature sets the, the direction of, of, where, of where teacher salaries go, truthfully, what the guys in yeah. Phoenix do. And we lobby them constantly. We work on our relationships with that. And our local representatives are really good about working with us on that. Uh, we also work really hard. Our developer community has been very supportive of us in that way. Uh, you know, part of good government, Garrett, is trying to pull the levers that you can pull. Yeah. Uh, so, so basically, are you you're not getting a lot of you know a lot of people biting at the idea of building an apartment complex? 
Uh, you know, truthfully, um, I, I'm not sure about that. <clears throat> there are other, there's another employee that works on that particular question. But if you look around here, it's all housing development, single-family homes uh, for Raytheon employees, for other folks. Yeah. You know, we got Caterpillar families moving in. So I don't blame the developers. They go in the direction that makes the most sense for them economically. We're hoping they can attract somebody who's creative and interesting and, and wants to do something a little different. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what, thank you for uh, for coming on and answering these questions. I know it's it's kind of a dilemma, and, you know, you guys have good schools down there, and you want to be able to keep the teachers at the same time. It's I, I know it's you thinking out of the box. It's just one of these random things where it's like all of a sudden, you know, we don't want government in health care. We don't want government in this and that. All of a sudden, it's like, wait, who's going to pay for this? What's going to happen? <laughs> so that's why I wanted to get the information out there. That, you know, you guys would more, more, you guys would much more prefer having private investors come in and somebody listening go, I'll pay for 24, you know, tiny homes. Boom. Doesn't cost you guys anything. Teachers get a little house to live and then, and you call it a day. Yeah. We need to someone said, I'll pay for one house. If someone wants to just kind of dip their toes in the rental market, here's a real easy way to do it. We'd love to talk to you truthfully uh, in that way. And again, Garrett, come out to Dale, come visit us. I, I think you'd like to see a public school system that works. We do. And we work really well. By the way, is this, you know, popular down there? What, what does the Vale community think about this idea? Uh, we're, we're pretty split, truthfully. The, the story that came out in the Star generated a lot of commentary. I, I think a lot of folks just don't know the, aren't, aren't informed on all the nuances of the issue and what we're really trying to do here. We're not trying to co-opt anything. We're just trying to fix the problem. I gotcha. All right. Matt, thank you for the time this morning, and I really appreciate, uh, appreciate you and your wife listening for so long. Uh, I, if anything happens in the future, please uh, be in touch with me, and then we'll be in touch with you, okay? Thank you, sir, very much. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. How about that? 880-KNST, 880-5678, if you'd like to uh, chime in on that and give your opinion about these these tiny homes. I mean, it, it's a tough situation. It's not something you're used to, uh, and you're used to hearing about the idea of a, a whole, uh, you know, a 24 tiny home community. Um, but what do you do if you want to keep the teachers? I don't think there's anything malicious behind this, but, uh, you know, it's just it's something you're not used to. So anyway, 880-KNST. 880-5678. We'll continue with your reaction in 5KNST AM 792. Sounds most stimulating talk.